Vertical integration. Synergy. Past the briefcase. Attention. Interest. Desire. Action. Strengths and weaknesses. Everyone turn to slide. What's your end game? What do they want that they don't know they want? Dow Jones. Welcome to Great Samaritans, the podcast where we take a deep dive into your favorite food and beverage brands. My name's Thomas Stern. I'm joined by my co-host, John Ramsey, and we're doing this podcast because it is our dream to start our own food or beverage business one day, and we thought, what better way to do that than research some of our favorite food and beverage brands? How's it going, John? I'm feeling very good. That's right, fans. I'm not doing my... I'm not doing my typical hello because we're in phase two and i just had to ask myself is it working and the response (laughs) was no so i am ditching everything and i think that shows strength i think it shows strength to be able to admit when you're wrong and learn your lesson rather than repeating yourself over and over and expecting a different result it sounds like insanity to me yeah you you just described insanity so you're not insane and I applaud your knowledge of self, and I'm excited for phase two. I'm so excited for phase two, Thomas. We have so much uh, change, and we have so much of your favorite bits that are all coming back. And we described it all in mm-hmm. our 22 episode special. So if you want to know more about what phase two is going to look like, I refer you back to our special episode 22 spectacular. I have something. That has been on my mind, Thomas, that I want to ask you and the listeners. Do we, as a people, as a society, talk about our experience? Because the pandemic is now essentially over. When you see these people again for the first time, do you ask, how was your time locked up? Or do we bury that? Do we not bring it up? We say, oh, I like your shirt. Are those new glasses? Not joking, for most of people who I've seen, I've not brought it up. Yeah. And it's worked out pretty nicely. It feels like a dead end, conversationally. You know what? Okay, I like... One question I do like, which I heard on another podcast, is what were some of your phases in the pandemic? That's a good question. I had a couple of distinct phases right at the beginning. One where I walked for over an hour every day with my roommate. Mm Mm-hmm. Another where I was addicted to NBA-related content. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of fun to dig into. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, that's. I'd say my phases in the pandemic were vacation. When the pandemic first happened, everyone said, this is going to be two weeks, so let's have a blast. And so I sat on my, on my little tush, and I played video games, and I ate pizza, and I was... I, I thought it'd be over after two weeks. And then reality kind of sets in. And then I think I just looked for any type of distraction. And I told you, Thomas, I started getting into like video game speed runs. It was essentially just like, how can I pass time in a way that I don't have to think about how sad everything is, I guess. Yeah, I remember that phase. That was interesting. I looked at some speed runs, some Zelda speed runs. Yeah. Very fun. It was a really good phase. That is a great question, Thomas. Thanks. I'm going to use that at my next social interaction. (laughs) Yeah, good luck. I think you're going to knock it out of the park with that one. <laughs> I'll tell I'll tell everybody how it goes in the next episode, so stay tuned. Okay. <laughs> All right, so one of the things that 
we're going to do for phase two is we're going to have a new intro. As you heard in the episode 21, we're no longer opening with the email recap. We're going to open with a little game to get us, get our juices flowing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that game is going to be basically a truncated version of the podcast. One of us will start with a brand and then the other will very quickly rapid fire say what the problem is and then the first person will come back with the solution and then maybe the second person will come back with an amendment to that solution Mm -hmm. and i think we should do we should do a few rounds just us just the two musketeers and then i think we should definitely get our guest involved in this as well because it feels like like, it it feels like a a perfect three-person game let's do that i will start with a brand Okay. In five seconds. Okay. And I will come up with a problem for that brand that needs to be addressed as quickly as possible. I'm not going to say four and five. I'm going to say one, two, three. One, two, three. Nordstrom. Nordstrom, too hard for me to find you slash my grandma likes you more than I do. Okay. They increase the volume of locations by five. Easy. And they ditch all clothing that doesn't have graphics on the front. Oh, all? All clothing must have graphics on the front. All blank shirts Nordstrom drops. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. Nice. That would do it. That would turn my grandma away from Nordstrom's for sure. And it would turn you onto it more importantly, right? Especially if there's five times the number. I'll be able to find a Nordstrom in no problem. (laughs) okay ready yeah okay one two three (laughs) spalding they're they've been the ball of the nba for too long it feels like a monopoly solution spalding does spalding doesn't do balls anymore spalding (laughs) Spalding does... Oh, they might already do this. Shuttlecocks only. Okay, I like it. Easy. Badman needs more attention. Mm-hmm. I think so. All right, I'm warmed up. I'm warmed Are up. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to do one more with our guest. I um, This is a John guest, so I think that I am going to be the person that introduces them. You might know her from her Twitter nudes. You might know her from Trigger Happy. You might know her from Tough Cookies and Ugly Ducklings, her sketch show at Second City. It is Paula Harrington. Paula, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. The, on top of all of these wonderful yeah. credits, this this wonderful person is also a Lagunitas Lil Something Something IPA lover. I am. Paula Harrington. I am, yes. Lil Something Something. It's perfect. Now, before we get into... The product, Thomas. Should we do one warm-up game with Paula so we're all in the same group mind? If she wants to. Okay. Yes. Okay. Let's do it. Great. Dole. Dole. I'm only thinking of bananas, and uh, for some reason I'm assuming worker exploitation, but that could just be on me. Easy. Solution. Dole. You throw out your bananas. People remember you for bananas only and, and you're short shrifting your other great fruit. 
and all of these workers that you're definitely underpaying, you let them go on a on a banana vacation. You let them eat as many bananas as they want. And it's yearly. <laughs> yeah, and I want banana cream pie. I don't want just bananas. No. Banana bread. Mm-hmm. No, I, I want baked goods. I want pastries. Ooh. I want maybe something savory. I have never heard of a savory banana dish. Give it to me, Dole. This reminds Thank me you. of a, yes. a and banana boats. Let's not that, forget. I was that. just gonna say that, Thomas. That reminds me of yes. my camping okay. days when when you would have you'd open up a little banana and you'd put what marshmallow and chocolate or something in tin foil and you'd put it in the fire. Are we on the same? Are we on the same path what? here? Oh, oh, this might just be something I, I was did. thinking. Literal banana boats. What's a literal banana boat? It's you're on kind of banana shaped rafts. There are two of them and they go really fast. Um, it's also a skimpy male bathing suit. Oh yes, that's right. Oh, those are that's a hammock, yes. right? That's a banana hammock. Oh. So amendment, Dole. All you make baked goods with your bananas. You give your workers banana holidays, and you start producing banana boats and banana hammocks. There we go. There you go. There we go. And now we are one. Great, mind. We did it. <laughs> we solved Dole. So let's just get right into it, Paulo. Yes. Why did you choose Lil Sum Sum from Lagunitas? I chose Lil Sum Sum because I can drink one of them and be like halfway to drunk. Also, it brings me back before I was 21 and my dear beloved now roommate Betsy, what, we would be at the Second City Bar and she would sneak me Lil Sum Sums from the bar because oh, uh, that's what she that's was drinking. Nice. And so I at first didn't like Little Something Something, and I think it was truly through that experience that I became an avid fan. And now I I do drink them. I love them. Yeah, that's nice. Um, I have mine in the fridge. I can't wait to go get mine. But IPAs in general, I think, are probably acquired tastes, right? Definitely, it does have like notes of armpit. But I think once you push through mm-hmm. that, I think it's. Absolutely a fantastic time. On the nose, like it smells like armpit yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you start to love it. it. I think it also tastes like armpit. I think okay. it's like, it just, it, it really hits you. Just very musky. Mm-hmm. But then a couple sips in, I think it's absolutely delicious. Mm. But Lil' Something Something is special. Yes, so let's I talk- also toured, no, I was going to say, I toured the Lagunitas brewing factory place up here in Chicago. And what a time, what a trip. And uh, just seeing the vats where they made a little something, something really made me feel closer to the drink just mm-hmm. in general. And you know, now you've had other IPAs in your life, I'm assuming. Yes, yes I have. And they don't taste the same, do they? They don't, they really don't, John. It's also more fun to say. Yes, and it has a perfect logo. Yes. You know, you have the little lady on the front. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I like the logo too. You mentioned that it's uh, strong. It's 7.5% alcohol. Mm-hmm. In a casual drinking context, yes. how many regular beers do you want? I go into a night going like, I can have two beers. Yes. However, yes. it's usually... It's usually more. It's... The allowance. There's, <laughs> there's always the allowance yes. of how much and then a little bit of overpour, let's it, say. 
Exactly. And then because then the evening either takes a turn, like either, okay, things are winding down, I'm going home, or you know what, I'm having a great time with some really fun people. And before you know it, you've had five beers and mistakes have been made. Yes. Hanging out Mm. with great people. That's the ticket. That's the ticket with alcohol. Yeah. Because I'm, I've been there. I've, really I've definitely is. been there. If you're at a bar and you have your allowance of I'm going to have two beers and the conversation's not doing anything for you, then you're gone after those two beers. Yeah. Then the two beers is enough. Mm-hmm. And then you can, you know, just get on out of there. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. When you said that, I thought if it's not interesting for me, maybe getting a little more fucked up will make it more interesting. <laughs> Does that mean I'm a I have an addictive personality? <laughs> oh no. No, I don't drink that much. This is kind of just a little sidebar. I will say one of my favorite feelings and I think there needs to be a word for it. But one of my favorite feelings is when you're at like a dinner or something of like maybe maybe your parents' friends are having the family over or something like that and you just go in just more buzz than you should be like not even toward like a third of the way through the night and you're just like oh i'm pretty drunk and you just kind of have to cover it mm-hmm. and you just kind of have to be like no i'm a functional human right now mm-hmm. bring out the potatoes yeah but... what gives it away for me paula is when you say i'm a functional person i'm like okay maybe she's had a little too much <laughs> I wanted to... How about shadow swerving? Shadow swerve? <laughs> Too long. Okay. <laughs> swerve. I totally shadow swerved during that bar mitzvah. Yeah. That, hey, that doesn't nice. sound bad, actually. I wanted to quote the uh, uh, spokesperson for the all-new Ford electric vehicle campaign, Malcolm Gladwell, who said that drinking makes you more myopic. And so what that means is oh. the thing that's the things that surround you become infinitely more important. People mm. can become more present because they can push away like, oh, I need to go to bed at a certain time or I need to wake up early or yada, yada, yada. I have a work project. The more you drink, the more important the present becomes, which is a curse, but also kind of something great about alcohol. Yeah, that is kind of beautiful. Yeah, one way to take that is... If you didn't meditate that day, beer might beer might replace your meditation duty. Wow. And the other way to take it is you don't need alcohol, just meditate. <sighs> Shoot. <laughs> Shoot. Just do a nice stretch. <laughs> but I think both are valid. Yeah. All roads lead to Rome. Mm-hmm. Moving so- on. I call Lil Sum Sum a big beer because it's big flavor Mm -hmm. and it permeates my head and my body and it just kind of lingers in my mouth Mm -hmm. and I just feel like that beer after I've had Mm. one. Got you. Those to me tend to be a little more filling and they also tend to have maybe a worse hangover for me (laughs) and I can't drink as many of them. It may be because there's more sugar. I don't know really, but... Mm -hmm. Are you, do you have the same tolerance per alcohol content with a little sum sum against, say, a Paps? Well, I think you hit on a very important note, which is that it is more filling because I was just about to bring that up. It is more filling. I feel like a little sum sum could also qualify as a snack. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Um, yeah. 100%. Yeah. No, because I could go through several like PBRs or old styles, but really when I'm drinking a little something, something, I usually stick to two, uh, if, nice. if not one during a sitting, because mm-hmm. I feel like over that, it's just, it's too much for me. Yes, I agree. And just to call out our lovely friends in Germany, they call beer liquid bread sometimes. So it is oh a God. snack. Real quick too, something we haven't talked about yet with Lil Something Something is when you're at a bar, how fun is it to say to the bartender, could I have a little something something, you know, and have them be like, I know what you mean. It's- but there's just something pleasurable about saying those words in that exact syntax that feels so nice compared to could I have a couple Budweiser's you know it's just different yeah it's so playful Mm -hmm. and it's also like spelled something like it's just honestly whoever came up with like the marketing behind it is a genius it's Mm -hmm. just it's great like maybe I truly may not like it as much if it didn't have the logo in the title honestly oh wow but that being said god we should blind taste test yeah I know. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Mm. Yeah. That being said, I just stand by that. It's a great beer. Yeah. Real quick, uh, I guess just a little science lesson. I think the reason that people often say IPAs are like little tiny meals is because of all of the hops that are added. There are finishing hops added at the beginning of the boil. And then you have dry hops that are added. But there you go. Is Okay. Because I have had the misfortune of working at a yard house before, mm-hmm. which I don't mm. have. Have either of you been to a yard house? I know what it is. I've been inside one. Yeah, yeah. I've never worked there. Okay, it's it's big. I guess shtick is that they have like two hundred beers on tap or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like if a sports bar and a cheesecake factory had sex and gave birth to another restaurant. Yeah. Um, But I did have the misfortune (laughs) of working at one. And so I had to do a lot of beer training. That being said, I am still not clear to this day exactly what a hop is. What is it? They're flowers, right? There's a hop plant that generates the flower, which is the hop. So we harvest the flower. Wow. And I I know they look kind of like cones. Yeah, very, very. Mm -hmm. Real quick, going back to the Yard House story, were the bartenders all Olympian athletes? I would imagine you have to be Usain Bolt to be running up and down a bar with 200 taps on it. Usually they would have like uh, two bartenders, like one on either side, maybe a third if it was busy. That makes Um, sense. That's just from my memory. During my shifts, I tended to dissociate just because the experience was so horrible. But um, as I do recall, (laughs) there were usually like (laughs) there were usually two to three bartenders. We hey, we all Uh, go through it. What I do remember is just yes. And uh, as soon as I turned twenty-one, they made me a server, and uh, I just remember making up at tables like which beers I liked. I just and just like I would make up so many descriptions the beers i'm like they'd be like what about this one and they point out one i'm like yeah it's full bodied it's it's amber Um, and uh and then i would like recommend beers i would purely pick a beer 
and I would be like, I'm recommending this one. And I would say, I love this one. Then they would always say, that recommendation was great. Yep. And um, nice. I, I don't know how, I, I truly don't know how I survived that experience. So it was wild. It was a wild time. This is great server inside info. Yeah, okay. Here's, here's how I'm going to attack this. If you're a server and you stand by your decision to say, like, I know what every wine and beer on our wine and beer list tastes like, and I can explain it mm -hmm. to you in detail one i don't want to be your friend if you if you're the type of person that True. knows every beer and wine congratulations on being a sommelier because the other 99 percent of us are just either recommending the wine that needs to be pushed or yes we have the thing that we like that we just will recommend and if someone asks us how this is guess what we're gonna say it's full-bodied we're gonna say if mm -hmm. it's a wine you're gonna see. You're gonna say it's jammy. It's effervescent. You get hints yes. of oak and ash. I'm I'm going as, off. Yes, Paula. As my great uncle used to say, it has a bite to it. If you say that, oh, mm. oh my god, it has a, a real bite just. to it. That's it. <laughs> How could anyone resist the bite? Yeah, I, I finally like. I, I moved on to a restaurant which had a much smaller like beer menu, like. It, this, you know, still a selection, but not like a yard house, yeah. you know? Um, so I was much more knowledgeable of the beers. And I was like, oh, wow, this is, I, I feel so smart. Yes. <laughs> so smart and yes. intelligent. <laughs> yes. And I want to make an edit to my, to, to my outrage. When you are at a restaurant that boasts about its alcohol mm -hmm. list, no server is going to memorize absolutely everything on that oh, list. Oh God! And no. you're delusional Good if you Lord, think that no. they yet that they have. I miss uh, I miss working at a restaurant for like wine training. Yeah, I, that's what, because I I loved watching my coworkers turn into like little amateur sommeliers and yep. say words like "oaky," and yep. I would just, oh my God, that just so funny. Yep, butter bomb, Chardonnay butter bomb. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i think this is a good time to transition to our experience john oh yeah shoot should we kick it old school and crack ours i've got it in the fridge it's not getting any colder yeah let's let's start sipping on it and then get into our experience over okay okay i know the audience can't see what's happening but watching Thomas and John both go at the same time to grab their little something-somethings very slowly and dramatically. The anticipation is palpable. All right. Get ready for that okay. sound. I'm cracking mine right now, and then Thomas is probably going to crack his. I think you heard it just a tiny bit right at the top. What are your thoughts, John? Oh, my God. It smells great. It lingers well. Super fresh. Yeah, that hit me. That really hit me well. Yes. And something that I think helped me was I've just been editing a book that I've been working on this whole day. And so getting to do this podcast was a really nice release. And I think mm -hmm. a, a beer, my dad will agree with this, a beer at the end of a hard work day is the best thing you can do for yourself. Yes. Just a sip of that, mm. For a beer that is, you know, in the $12 of six-pack range, this is really good. Mm -hmm. 
it tastes more expensive than it is, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've had two sips and I'm getting full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also feel but like... My, so my experience with this, I don't necessarily have loyalty to it. I've always loved the IPA. Wow, that's so good. I didn't know. Truly, I didn't know how much of a gem this was. I just thought, like, if this is the IPA that they have, it's either going to be this or probably the Daisy Cutter. Yeah. If I'm, you know, if I'm going to a bar and grabbing a beer. But now that I know what this is, ugh. I also oh, don't that's... enjoy beer in the sense that when I'm, when I'm drinking it, I'm not thinking, like, ooh, this is... I'm, I, I don't analyze I get what beer. you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Betsy would snake me some good shit. Mm. That Betsy knows what she's talking about. <laughs> she knew. She knew. <laughs> I wonder if Betsy got hooked on it early. If she had oh, a probably. similar experience. I wonder. What Betsy does when she gets uh, properly wasted and it's off little something-somethings is she will cut the girl out of the logo and then place her in obscure areas. Oh, yes. So then the a next day you kind of, yeah. So then the next day you'll be like in your pantry and then you'll see the little something, something girl. What about you, Thomas? Mm. I don't have that much. Some, some experience. I'll give a little context of my beer experience. Mm-hmm. I was a beer snob that John probably would have hated <laughs> for a two-year period of my life. Wow. I had an account. I was My username was Mixmaster on RateBeer.com. I probably logged 26, 30 beer reviews on that website. You reviewed oh them. Yes. Wow. I review I contributed to the community. When was the last review you wrote? Yeah, can we can we find All right, that? let's pull it up. Oh my com. god. <laughs> this is going to be embarrassing. <laughs> Holy shit, I'm in. Oh wow. Oh, doesn't that feel good when you have no idea what your password is but you have a clue? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my profile picture is <laughs> No. Say Chuck Berry record. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, so I have yes. 36 ratings. 36. Um, the last one I did was June 12th, 2014. Wow. And it's the Franzis Connor Hefenweizen, which is very good. You can get it at Trader Joe's. I cannot Highly rate. recommend this. Let's... I'm, you rated it 2.9. You weren't that impressed. You little snob. The community rating is 3.73. I gave it... At 2.9, okay. which is right. Let's see if... Oh, okay. This here, Here's my review. A uh, 12-ounce bottle from a Trader Joe's in West LA. A good, straightforward, medium-light hef. Light aromas of malt, wheat, hay, and maybe some baking spices. Pretty hazy golden yellow slash brown. Decent head retention. Oh, my wow. God. <laughs> a sweet Decent estery... head retention. Estery, malt, and wheat-driven profile with honey, florals, and maybe herbs on the maybe. front of your tongue, but gassy <laughs> on the mid-to-back palate. Is that what you call your asshole, the back palate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a very pleasant sip with a light but long-lasting aftertaste with similar to overall taste of the beer. Wow, that, that was a run-on sentence. Uh, great for a ninety nine nine dollar ninety nine cent sixer at Trader Joe's. So you Damn. seem 
You okay. are giving a relatively glowing review. I know. And then you give it a 2.9? Yeah, I guess. So I gave it aroma 7, appearance 4, flavor 8, mouthfeel 3, overall 7. So I guess the mouthfeel wasn't good enough for me. Damn. Thomas, we've done this before on the show. Yeah. Where we have tried to channel younger Thomas, and I think this is a perfect opportunity I want to talk to Snob Thomas. Can you can can he show up? Okay. Hey. <laughs> My God. Hey. Snob Thomas, I have here a Lagunitas Little Something Something IPA, and I want to hear what your feedback is, and I want you to give it a rating out of five stars. Okay, let me just pour a little more in there so I can smell that. May I ask how old is Snob Thomas? Yes. How old are you, little snob? I'm twenty-seven. This is about this is about years of age. five or six years ago, Paula. Do you think you know everything? No one knows everything. Oh, fuck you. That's a foolish question. Fuck you. <laughs> I was gonna say, if you wrote this review when you were like twenty-two, it'd be unforgivable. <laughs> I think that'd be more for back to present day, Thomas. That'd be more forgivable than me writing this as a twenty-seven-year-old, which is what happened. Okay, back to Snob Thomas. Okay. Snob. okay. He's smelling. Okay, it smells like deep malt aroma, kind of like the floor of a brew pub. Kind of crisp and clean, though. Looks like nothing. Looks like a corporate beer. Oh. Oh, stop Thomas roasting. Little something, something. <laughs> He's aerating. Okay, a little better than I expected. I'd say it kind of tastes like a malt liquor, but with some more hops. But more complex, better. This is about a $12 sixer, and it's exactly that value. Sip number two. Yeah, a little gassy. Pretty good. I guess I'd have it again. I'm not going to go into the details because you guys wouldn't really understand them. No, talk uh. about the head. <laughs> okay, so it does have some legs. <laughs> the foam is sticking to the side of the glass. Is that good? Yeah, okay. that's that's a nice sign. It's got a nice shallow head as I've poured a little bit on what I had. Oh, it's a commendable head, John. Yeah. How estery is it? Okay, I'll take another sip to answer that question. Measure the ester. The ester. Not too much ester. Okay. Not too much of that okay. banana-y ester flavor, the bubblegum flavor. It's kind of hidden by the hops mm. and the malt and the wheat flavors. Is there a floral element? Let me take another sip to yes. determine yes. the answer of that question. Not that much many floral notes. More fruit notes. Got you. Got you. More grapefruit. Citric. Maybe a little blueberry. Oh. Red berry. I was actually not expecting that. Okay. My fifth and final sip for this review was just taken. It's... Getting worse by the sip. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's great, but I think this is a beer you want to drink while it's still cold and bubbly. And I'd give it about a three and a half out of five stars. Okay. And how high How high have you reviewed? What's the highest review you've given for a beer? Oh, I see a 4.7. I've given a 4.7 4. 7. for St. Bernardist Abt 12. I'm going to have to go get that beer. Yeah. This is good, yeah. I guess this is a mix between snob and present-day Thomas right now <laughs> okay. that you're getting. 
That also has a great logo. There's kind of a fryer on the bottle, everybody, and he's kind of gesturing that don't you want another glass? And I guess yes, the answer is yes. You want another glass, don't you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow, Thomas, thank you for digging deep. Great. I've, I've... He's gone. <laughs> he's out of here. He's like that a was specter. So fun. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that with us. That was us, great. Thomas. Thank that you. That was great. Thank Damn, you, dude, you were a Thank you for snob. conjuring him. Yeah, certified. You knew I, it. And the last thing I'll say is right after college, I started a blog called Growler Life, <gasps> which I wrote. That's wonderful. So, yeah, I uh, with Lil Sum Sum, I probably had it, but it was never, uh, you know, it didn't have an emotional connection to me. Got you. Going back, before we get into the brass tacks, you said, as a as uh, snob Thomas said, your alter ego, that it got worse as you kept drinking it. Now that's to me something that could be explained just by as your taste buds get used to the taste of it, you stop experiencing it firsthand. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's exactly probably what happened. What do you, uh, yeah, because that's definitely where I thought you were going. Because beer, to me, I kind of lose it the more I've been drinking it, for sure. Yeah, and I think the carbonation has a way of kind of enhancing the flavor somehow. You know what? Maybe this beer isn't for snobs. It's for the everyman. It's for the everyman. Here, here. (laughs) What if Lagunitas just started saying dilly dilly? Oh boy! <laughs> it's an idea. It's an idea. Uh, it's an idea. Yeah. We're... All right. So we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna get right into the brass tacks. Nice. Brass tacks. What's up? What's up? What's up? DJ Jorts from 103.7 The Lobster, here to say I need a job. I got fired after I caused that seven-car pileup on the I-405. Brutal. And I'm looking to start fresh. Subway. My skills include but are not limited to prank, phone calls, hitting on my female co-workers, and giving away concert tickets. Every I wake up at 3.30 a.m. every day and am asleep at noon. I don't want to work at a restaurant. Too, 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 too hard. Ideally, I would like to work for a new radio station. I, not NPR. Terry Gross and I have bad blood. All right, we're back. Time to get into the, time to get into the brass tacks. The Lagunitas Brewing Company was founded in 1993 in Lagunitas, California by Tony McGee. Heineken bought a 50% share of the company in 2015. Two years prior, it ranked fifth top-selling craft brewery in the U.S. Heineken purchased the remainder of the company in 2017. The brewery has a long-standing association with cannabis, which have at times caused legal problems. Some beers have had names associated with the plant, in one case resulting in the name being banned. Ah. 
On St. Patrick's Day in 2005, the California Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control raided a weekly tasting party at the brewery to investigate alleged cannabis dealing by employees. Officers had staked out the brewery for two months to observe people consuming cannabis on the premises. No charges were filed because, as McGee admits, quote, no one was willing to sell it to them, but everyone was willing to give it to them for free. In 2018, Lagunitas released a IPA-inspired sparkling water infused with THC and CBD. The beverage is called Hi-Fi Hops. And I'm it's so only... sorry. Yeah, go is ahead. Is this a water? Sparkling water, yeah. Infused with THC and CBD. Oh, okay, okay. Inspired by an IPA, THC with CBD, that's like, that's all, that's the holy grail, right? Yeah, I mean, for a lot of people it is. I didn't know that you could consume cannabis in water form. Maybe that's just me showing off how well, ignorant I've, I am about it. I didn't know it was a water. I've seen CBD sodas. I mean, that's kind of different, but I'm very curious about this. Similar, THC though. hoppy drink. <laughs> yeah. I want to try this now. Yeah, I do too. Me too. And the last thing... In order to capture an edge in the North American market, Lagunitas released an IPA-inspired refreshment with zero alcohol, zero calories, and zero carbohydrates called the Hoppy Refresher in 2019. That's right up my alley. Mm -hmm. And onto a business profile for Lagunitas, the best article I found was from 2020 from the website inside.beer. Lagunitas has announced for the second time in 15 months to cut its workforce, this time by 5%. Like most other, yeah, like most other nationwide distributed craft beer brands, Lagunitas suffers from the growing competition of local craft breweries that are springing up all across the country. In May 2018, a year after Heineken bought Lagunitas, they laid off more than 100 of its 900 employees. Oh, damn. That's kind of shitty. Yeah, but it's still good, we discovered. (laughs) It's interesting, though. You have Lagunitas, who is letting go of workers because they're saying they can't compete with local breweries, Mm -hmm. and then they're getting bought by an international beer brand. Who's then letting off more workers. I smell bullshit. Okay, Lagunitas. Uh Uh-oh. I smell bullshit, and I don't think it's my IPA. Ooh. Wow. The newly announced cuts... The newly announced cuts... Are necessary, please, quote, to better align our sales and marketing departments and to fortify our continued global success and continue to compete in the ever-changing and challenging U.S. marketplace. That's from Lagunitas CEO, Maria Stipp. Despite a slowing domestic market, Heineken has pushed the iconic beer brand internationally, which is sold now in 35 countries worldwide, representing more than 10% of the overall sales. All right, it's kind of a lot to digest there. Oh, I was really looking at this company through rose-colored glasses. The brass tax will do it to you. The brass tax, goddammit. Thomas loves to pop our little IPA bubble. Brass tacks are hard, sharp, and they pop <laughs> bubbles. <laughs> yeah, how does that how does that inform what you think of Lagunitas, Paula? Ah, uh, it just makes me kind of a little bit sad and just 
I mean, I already hated capitalism, but now that just bums me out. I had fun touring the brewery, and it seemed like the employees were also cheery. This is a question for both of you. Can you separate the art from the artist? Are you allowed to enjoy the little something, you know, the something, something, while also knowing what what Lagunitas is up to? I mean, at the end of the day, yes. Because I'm someone who also drinks something like old style. And I'm sure there's some whole cutthroat underground business going on in the world of old style as well. Yes. So... I'm still going to enjoy my Lagunita a little something-something. However, I won't be as proud of purchasing from Lagunitas. I will say that. Can we indict Maria Stipp of being a ruthless capitalist for what she's done so far? Thomas, you nailed it. You absolutely Mm -hmm. nailed it. I was going to say, with this podcast, we have the platform to overthrow the tyrant Maria Stipp. (laughs) Maria we're coming for you (laughs) my question though is should we because yes they cut costs and fired a hundred people and then some more but maybe that was just a savvy business move is that possible maybe they just had too many employees because they were just homies who slept over at Tom McGee's place and he gave them a job mm. to be nice. I doubt they just had a hundred. Uh, I, I doubt they had just like a hundred homies that slept over at Tommy McGee's place. True. I don't know. I, I wonder what it was like working. Sorry, Tony. I wish we had someone. Tony, excuse me. Tom. If, I wish we had like communication with someone who worked yes. there at around the time they were doing all these firings. Because I wonder if it then raised, I guess, the number of man hours and work the employees that stayed had to do yeah i don't know that happens i'm very curious are we focusing our our ire on maria when we should be talking about heineken Mm. i agree i think they're like buying out half of what was a not small business by any but like i guess smaller it was definitely craft beer now we have we have to ask ourselves an extremely critical question right now Because Mm -hmm. as great Samaritans, we want to help the company Lagunitas, because this is the episode on Lagunitas, not Heineken. We want to help Lagunitas make money. We do not want to help Heineken. Okay. Should we try to free Lagunitas from the grasp, the iron grasp of Heineken? Interesting. This is an idea. I like it. You know, Apple was started in a basement. Mm-hmm. Who's to say a coup could be started from a podcast? <laughs> a lot of companies buy back. They buy themselves back from the people who bought them. That could yeah. be it too. Maybe Lagunitas I'm... needed funding. And so they agreed to let Heineken take over. We don't know their intention. Was this a hard decision for Tony McGee? Or was he kind of like, maybe this was his only option? I know this, which I didn't mention in the brass tacks. When Heineken bought the second half, Tony remained the CEO. Okay. In their statement, Thomas, didn't they say that the intention of the firing was to fortify the brand? To better align our sales and marketing departments and to fortify our continued global success and continue to compete in the ever-changing and challenging U.S. marketplace. So... When I hear when I hear a corporation say fortify, to me that is um, 
a non-critical firing process. Mm -hmm. um, it's saying here Lagunitas is estimated to have a net worth of $1 billion. I mean, I have one harebrained idea, but it would take a lot of money. <laughs> it would probably take close to a billion dollars, if I'm being honest. Thomas? Heineken became an international brand once Daniel Craig, the titular James Bond of today, of the 21st century, if you will, started to drink Heineken, I believe in Skyfall, instead, or maybe it was Spectre, instead of drinking his classic, whatever it is, uh, martini shaken, not stirred, yeah. mm -hmm. which was a branding move. They did that for funding. So what I am proposing, the new Daniel Craig James Bond movie is coming. Daniel Craig James Bond drinks Lagunitas little something something IPAs. Ooh. After he drinks it, he winces. <laughs> he winces? <laughs> he winces and goes, mm, damn. Them hops, mm -hmm. though. Yes. Mm -hmm. Hey, and then we've got the Bond girl right here. Oh, she's perfect. For the listeners, I just um, shoved the Lagunitas little something something Lagunitas girl in yes. front of the camera. So that's who we're talking about. The new Bond girl is the little something something IPA girl. They could, Heineken mm -hmm. could do this because the sponsorship's probably already in place. So it's basically asking them to switch, have Heineken step down as the face of the company and let Lagunitas... <laughs> take the place what can we do to shame heineken there you I go i think we need to under uh, uncover dirt on maria yes or who's the head of heineken good question dolph van den brink his name's dolph we need to go after dolph yes. i think this is deeper than i thought yes and i think dolph even sounds like a bond villain which hey i hate to be the person who says this but dolph is that short for Adolf? Whoa! You know what? I think you are onto something. I can't <laughs> believe I missed that. And Vanderbrink? <laughs> Vandenbrink. Vandenbrink? Yeah. What, on the brink of murdering someone? Is that what that's about? Bam. They don't even know the date he's born Whoa. on Wikipedia. It just says 1973. Okay. <laughs> Is it possible that Adolf Hitler, in his last moments, <laughs> froze some of his sperm? Oh, for sure. There's for sure Adolf sperm somewhere. Perhaps. For be. sure. You know what this is like, Paula and Thomas? What? Hmm. This is like the start of a CSI SVU episode where we are three best friends jogging along in Central Park and we discover a body. Yeah. Yeah. What if we start getting calls, just random calls with like, no one talking. Then we know it's real. Mm-hmm. So we have to bring down Dolph. We have to bring down Dolph. I think we might need to connect the his dirt to Heineken so it mm -hmm. makes Heineken also look bad. Like maybe yes. he's somehow engineered a uh, synthetic version of Adolf Hitler's sperm and that's in Heineken, something along those lines. I like that a like, lot. Because that's possible. If he had to die and 
the Nazi regime was to topple, that would be his last laugh. He would get everyone drinking his semen. Yeah. <laughs> Adolf's end game. <laughs> everyone needs to drink. Mine come. <laughs> Mine come! <laughs> Huge. The easiest, I think the easiest solution to our problem right now is we get the hundred employees who were let go by okay. Lagunitas. Okay. We we rehire them all and we get them to work for Lagunitas, the same company, but instead of the label saying Lagunitas Lil Something Something, we have them putting the Heineken label on the bottles. But then we also hire a reporter. <laughs> Okay. Who's just there for the day. The reporter is just like there to check things out and go on a nice mm -hmm. brewery tour. And then they realize you guys are using Lagunitas, Little but your branding oh, is Heineken. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh. That's more believable than the synthetic cum idea. It's slightly more believable. So it's the angle we use. Yes. Yes. And this and and it becomes this whole expose. Mark Ruffalo ends up playing the reporter in the movie that comes out ten years after. Yes, yes. He just got done with Marvel. He got done with his contract. He needs or to yes, it's yes. a mashup movie with the James Bond, and Daniel Craig is the one who uncovers it first. He's drinking the Heineken, then he says, "Oh wait, what's this?" Then he starts peeling the label, and it's in the movie. Oh. <gasps> This oh is a little something-something. Whoa. I can't believe it. And so everyone gets the story that way. They don't need to read the news. They can just watch the movie. Watch, watch the movie. James Bond. But then, of course, it does get That's where we're headed. a lot of press for breaking the news. I think this is what we have to do. It's like the big short. I think we need it. Or Spotlight. Yeah. Both. <laughs> it's in that category of movie. <laughs> you know, the big short and Spotlight. <laughs> Should it be called James Bond, the big spotlight? <laughs> uh, it should be called short light. 007 Lagunitas later. 00 something. 00 something. I like that. 00 something. I think that's the way we need to go. I agree. I think we've tracked it, guys. Yeah. I do too. I think this is one of those rare episodes, Thomas, where we dive in on one idea and we don't realize how deep the rabbit hole is that we've fallen <laughs> in on. Look at us, Alice in Wonderland, and here we are, discovering all of her secrets. Yeah, sometimes on The Great Samaritans, we generate. Other times, we uncover. Yes, and we educate. And educate, yes. You educate. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's take a quick break, then when we come back, get right into the email. All right, we're back. John just put the two empty bottles to his eyeballs like he's some weird insect. I was looking through my binoculars. We need that because we're about to get into this email. We've uncovered some crazy dirt, and we have to share this with the world. Yeah. So I think the first thing we have to say is classified. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, such a great call. We may want to physically mail them this brief. In Manila. In, in I, Manila that yes. says urgent classified, just so they really get it. Big red. Mm -hmm. 
but who are we sending this to? I mean, it's like, do we need to get? Uh, who do we trust here? Can we trust who, exactly? Dip? Can we trust her? She sold the company to Dolph. But we can't trust Tony either. No, Tony. Tony, we if we could get a time machine, maybe. Tony's no, out of the Tony's, game. Tony's been corrupted. Um, do we just send it to the brewery and hope a good Samaritan, Samaritan finds it? Not only a good Samaritan. I think we... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we have to send it to the brewery and hope a great Samaritan does the right thing. I think we also send a copy to each and every one of the hundred and twenty or so employees who were le- laid off. Mm-hmm. How do we? Lagunitas. How do we find them? Oh uh, well, we have people that do that work. Okay. And then maybe we CC Daniel Craig. We have to CC in Daniel the Manila Craig. envelope. We CC Daniel yes. Craig. We have to CC Daniel Craig. And for some reason, I also <laughs> want to CC Eva Green. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, while we're at it, let's let's CC Mads Mikkelsen. He was excellent in Casino Royale. I loved him in now that. We, let's CC the Should entire just... cast of Casino yeah. Royale. I think that's the approach. Great. So it's going to be about 100 and maybe 25 people that we're sending Manila and Yeah, to. cast and crew. Yes. Okay, that should get it. That should be enough. I think we we start with look behind you. Were you followed? Yeah. Go to the nearest public restroom to read this yes yes and let them know that it will self-destruct in 15 minutes mm-hmm. give them enough time we can to get read that it. done yes yeah according to our sources heineken, heineken is not a beer brand it's a it's the name of a mission a mission for murder yes who is being murdered lagunitas lagunitas yeah. is being murdered and we need you how are they being murdered Subterfuge. Subterfuge. Their product has been stolen by Heineken. Mm-hmm. Workers are being laid off. Workers are being laid off. They're clearly just letting it die. And it's a superior brand. Yes. Here's where you come in, cast and crew of Casino Royale. Cause thank you, Casino Royale. We're making another one. But write a script that tells the story. You can do how you can do the story however you want, but this scene is critical. Daniel Craig is at the bar and he peels the Heineken label off of the bottle to uh-huh. reveal that it's Lagunitas. Little something. Sum. Little something. Sum. Eva Green has been the little something something girl this whole time. Yes. Oh my god, I'm looking closer at it. It's Eva Green. It is her. It's her. It's Eva Green. What the heck? And I think this scene will propel the public to take action. Yes, we only need to film yeah. this one scene, and then the movie will come from it. Yes, I think they can have whatever plot they want. Yeah, we're we're open. However, this scene needs to be in it. This is critical. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's where you come in, 120x Lagunitas employees. Once the public is aware of what happened... You're going to march right up to the Heineken headquarters. Mm -hmm. If it's in Germany, that's fine. And you're going to take it over because it's yours. We've done it once and we can do it again. Yeah. Yes. 120 ex-Lagunitas workers. Beach in Normandy. Marching in Normandy. (laughs) It's going to be called. I think it should be called the Sumpening. I think you're right. The Sumpening. 
just to really complete the story, we need verbal confirmation from Dolph Vandenbrink. Uh-huh. Vandenbrink. <laughs> <laughs> that his real name is Adolf Vandenbink. Yes. And that he's a descendant of frozen sperm of Adolf Hitler's. He needs to come and out. And that they were using Lagunitas's beer in Heineken bottles. Because he realized they were the better brand. He knew. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He needs to say this publicly. Mm-hmm. And we won't rest until he does. Then this letter self-destructs. You have 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. We should write that in the letter, then this letter self-destructs, because that's about the time it will happen. (laughs) That just gives them a warning that they need to really take care of it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, my God. I can't wait for this revolution. Me too. Which is another brewery. I wonder if they're in on it. Oh, my God. This goes deeper than we could have ever imagined. Yard House is ground zero. Oh my God, I was a cog in the machine. Justin Eva Green. Justin just didn't know what she was into. I drown in, I drown in Venice. Oh, beautifully. Ooh, yeah. Yes, gorgeously. Gorgeously drowned. Well, we've done it once again, guys. Paula, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This was important work. Mm-hmm. And we did oh, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did it. One of the more important episodes, I would mm-hmm. say. No disrespect Thank to our you. previous guests, but yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming on. Oh my gosh. And this is just a little taste of what phase two is going to look like, everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if you liked it, keep listening. And Paula, would you like to let us know that handle one more time? Sure thing. My Twitter is. Uh... Oatmeal and Jeff uh, underscores for the spaces. And my uh, Instagram is Paula Von Trapp, all one word, V O N T R A P, Paula Von Trapp. I would also like to plug my roommate, Bessie Myers, because she is one of my most dear, beloved friends. And uh, if you need her to film something for you, she is such a talented mm-hmm. filmmaker and editor. Uh, you can find her on Boots Adaya on Instagram. That's Boots, A-D-I-A-H. What a generous satellite plug. I love that. Yeah, Betsy's great. She's oh. got the great Samaritans. Thumb of approval. <laughs> That's right. All right, until next week, we will talk to you later. Hasta Good la night. vista. <laughs> <laughs> that was Great Samaritans. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Great Samaritans Pod or email us at GreatSamaritansPod at gmail.com. Feel like being a Great Samaritan yourself? Rate and review us on iTunes. Bye bye. Consider yourself vertically integrated. Boom. That was synergy. Attention, check. Interest, check. Desire, check. Action, checkmate. Thank you for passing the briefcase. Thank you for telling me your endgame. Everyone, turn to slide five. Dow Jones.